Hi, and welcome to Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving, a podcast series by Tharaka Foundation focused on youth mental health. Before we begin today's episode, I just wanted to let you all know that all content that is found in our podcast is created for informational purposes only. This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or therapy. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition, and never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard in this podcast. Thank you so much, and without further ado, let's get started. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Tadika Foundation podcast. I am your host, Unam, and I have Diane Tilvin with me today. She is the primary author of more than 20 living education books and the co-creator of the Living Value Education. She is a licensed educational psychologist, marriage and family therapist, values education authority, and a meditator. We are talking about the Living Value Education and if you remember last time, Diane made us feel the power of peace with a beautiful meditation. And we were talking about the subject of bullying. And I was very curious to know, you know, what is bullying and why do people do that? Diane, we would love to hear from you. It's a pleasure to be with you again. Thank you very much. Um, bullying is unfortunately, something that does happen in the world. Um, It can happen with children as early as three and four. They can become bullies. Um, Some people are still bullies when they're adults. But it most often happens um, between 10 and 14. But bullying is an unwanted aggressive behavior in which there's someone that's the perpetrator, someone the victim, and there's usually an imbalance of power. People can think of bullying as something that's physical, but it can also be ostracizing someone, being discriminatory, spreading rumors, spreading gossip. And unfortunately, with the advent of social media, um, people now can use taunting and name-calling and just say mean things to other people on social media. So that is definitely bullying. So there's many forms of bullying. In terms of why? Um, there's many different reasons. Um, some people bully because they're really hungry for love and they see the only possibility of getting that um, through social status. So sometimes they bully for that reason. Sometimes people bully because they're bullied at home, <clears throat> either by parents by family, by siblings. But um, sometimes bullying occurs because families are a bit careless in their own values and they really haven't thought through 
the importance of every single individual on this planet and the importance of every culture and religion. And so for some people, there's uh, they're passing on prejudicial views of superiority to their children without realizing how much they're harming their children and really truly making them um, inadequate and feel like they are inadequate through their own tendencies for superiority. Wow, I never thought that way, Diane. Amazing what you shared. So it feels like, you know, parents have a lot of responsibility uh, about, you know, exhibiting those living values and talking about that at their home. So what can parents do to make sure they are not raising bullies? Um, great question, Guna. There's so many things parents can do. First, to live their value of peace. <laughs> You know, so that when they're disciplining their children, they're not ranting and raving and losing it and name-calling and doing all those things and hitting and shaming. So what people can do to not raise a bully is they can start when they're very little, when they're um, six months old. Um, they can start when they're in the womb with tones of voice and kindness and peace. They can choose books where the characters are courageous, but gentle, um, where they treat animals well. They can teach them how to behave with gentle hands and gentle words with animals. They can teach love for nature and take them out in nature so they can grow themselves and feel that they're a valuable part of the world. When they're a little bit older, just even two and three, they can teach them how to not only use kind words, respectful words, um, courteous words, but they can teach them how to be assertive when someone else is negative. They can teach them how to say, no hitting, stop, <laughs> to appear, or stop, be a peace star. Or, but they can teach them little assertive behaviors and let them know that they have a right to be treated with respect and to not be hit and to be able to not be aggressive or too passive, but to stop it. And that can be very, very helpful. And then as they continue to grow, <laughs> pick out video games and um, movies because kids will want to engage in that because everybody else in the world is but really be mindful of what your children are engaging in, in in screen time and sometimes play with them with screen time and discuss and question yourself. Is this humanizing or is this dehumanizing? Um, I remember once I heard a little five-year-old when she was playing a video game and her mother was there and this cute little 
darling, innocent, lovely five-year-old was playing this video game and then began screaming, kill him, kill him, kill him. Oh, I was so disheartened, you know, but what was her mother thinking? Allowing her to play that kind of video game. So even as teenagers, sometimes I remember once I was working with a group of children and they were reading a book and I was, um, it was Hunger Games. This was a few years ago when it was very popular with 13, 14 and 15 year olds. And they were reading these books and I thought, heavens, you know, what kind of book is this for kids this age to be reading? So I went and got a copy and read it myself to see what they were into. And then we had some great discussions about it. You know, what was the value that this girl had? Um, what was she fighting for? What were the values of the other people? What did you like about the book? So, you know, to discuss things, if you don't understand a liking for one of your child's preferences, uh, views that you feel is negative, then listen to them. Find out about it. Give them respect while you listen to them and learn about it. But in the process of accepting and learning to question them about what's happening and in a very respectful way so they can learn to question themselves and to look at outcomes like what would happen if everybody in the world did that. What do you think you would like to create? Would you like to create something like that? Or if you had unlimited X, Y, and Z, what would you create instead? What do you think should happen? So help them think, help them examine their inside. And if you are doing that in a way that's peaceful and loving and respectful, wow, you're certainly not going to raise a bully. And one more thing, look at your view towards your neighbors, towards the news, towards the community. Are you modeling appreciation for different religions, for different racial groups, for different cultures? Not just cold tolerance, but appreciation. You know, what is your attitude toward people? So this is also very important. I'm afraid I can go on about this forever, but I'm so I'll stop here. You know, that's really a wonderful perspective to hear. Um, so now I'm, you know, thinking, where did the child is learning, right? So the child is learning at home from parents, media, and then whatever child has, the child is giving to others. So maybe the child is bullied at home, or maybe he heard that kind of conversation uh, in the family, and then he's making the similar or she's making similar things um, when they're going to school. Um, so... I wanted to ask you another question. What if a child is being bullied? Uh, what can parents do about it? I think that one of the things that we can do is exactly what you did, is that you listened. And so if your child is sharing that they're bullied, listen, actively listen. Don't instantly jump in and tell them what to do, but listen. 
you know, how did you feel when she said that? And just listen, you know, then relate it to you and um, empathize and say, you know, I can understand how you'd feel that way. I remember once this happened to me or I would feel the same way or something like that. So let them know their emotional response is quite normal. And um, then I would probably, if it was my daughter and she was experiencing that and I was active listening and I could maybe say something like, so you feel less than when they start doing that. And then you can be the mother and say, you know, there's so many things I love about you. Enlist some of her qualities that they don't measure in school. Maybe it's her compassion or her ability to be kind or her love for the outdoors or, you know, all the different things that you love and appreciate about her. And, you know, maybe share with her that the smartest people in the world, the smartest scientists in the world are not necessarily the most successful. That there's many people who were scientists, but they didn't know how to cooperate with each other. So talk about that in her social skills. Let her know that there's balance in life. And then you may want to help her generate something to say to the girls that are saying this so that she can stay more easily in her own self-respect. Sometimes people say things not to bully, but they may be a friend and maybe this is the most important thing in their family. And there may be a group of them where this is the most important thing in their family. And so they may be genuinely proud. Maybe they're not meaning to be mean. So if that's the case, if she could stay in her self-respect and say, good for you. I'm so pleased you're so pleased about that. And if she can do that while staying in her self-respect rather than feeling inadequate, that's enough to finish it. And she can give the other person happiness. And it's important in life to be able to compliment people and be pleased for people. I'm so pleased for you that you got that, that you achieved that. So it's lovely to be able to do that. Now, if this person if she feels there is a mean edge, then she might want to do something that I call benevolent assertion. And this is one of the things that I advocate teaching children. First, as I mentioned, if we have a two or three year old, we can start teaching them how to say, no hitting, stop. Or I don't like it when you hit stop or stop, PFP star. Um, and then gradually that can grow into, and it's, I don't like it when you call me names, I want you to stop. So these types of, of assertive skills, you can use that at seven and eight. You can use that a lot later in life. Hopefully you won't need to. But after they conquer that, then a benevolent assertive response is really lovely. 
and benevolent assertion is something you say that is an indication to stop the conversation or to change the conversation in a different way. It has a different vibration. It is not aggressive. It is not passive, but it's assertive. It isn't designed to make the other person angry, but it is a difference of opinion. So, for example, if somebody was making a discriminatory remark about a different culture, you could say, life wouldn't be so interesting if we were all clones. Or you could say, hey, I think all religions of the world are pretty cool. Or, um, I was hoping to be purple this birth, but uh, didn't work out. You know, so something assertive, or if somebody was starting to fight a fight, hey, I think peace is a better choice than fighting. We have enough wars, you know, so sensible, practical, sometimes a sense of humor. Um, I remember being at the post office once, and um, one of the men in the post office was very naughty most of the time and quite rude. And he had a new post office person. And this man, when the one would say something rude to him, I saw him, I was in there one day when it happened. And the other one just looked at him and he said, you know, if I had feelings, they'd be hurt. I thought, wow, what a great response. He said it was so much self-respect. And I even put it um, in the nurturing with love and wisdom, disciplining with peace and respect parenting guide. I have one entire chapter on bullying, chapter 31, but I put that response in this book. And what happened, because these men were in the post office for years, and the one that had the response retired a couple of years ago, but the other man who's, who was rude so often completely changed over time. Unum, if you don't mind, I will add one thing, okay? In this book on parenting for teachers in the Living Values Education Activities Guides, there are lessons to do with your children because you're absolutely right. It's important to practice. And we can't come up with these things right away. But if you practice with your child and then you say, okay, say it again, and you generate things together and then pick out the best ones. But again, staying in your self-respect and in your love so you can deliver it in a benevolent way so you don't recreate the bullying. So, as always, Poonam, you've been wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tim. Talk to you next week. Wonderful. Talk to you next week. You are listening to Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving, a podcast series by Tharika Foundation. As part of our youth series, we will be releasing new episodes every weekend, so make sure to continue to check those out. We hope you enjoyed this podcast, and thank you so much for listening.